We are now going to wrap our show up with uh, something that's not getting much uh, media attention in the United States at all. Uh, We turn our attention to Belgium, of all places, where a hunger strike by hundreds of migrants uh, living in Belgium, they refer to themselves as Saint-Papier without uh, papers, or in the United States, what would be known as undocumented people. Uh, To fill us in on what's going on, I'd like to welcome uh, Benoit Martin, member of Payday, a network of men working with the global women's strike. Benoit met um, the Yellow Vest protesters when he was in the south of France in December. He has been following not only that movement, but following movements in Europe, including what is happening now in Belgium. Uh, Benoit, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. I'm very glad to be here. Yeah, so Benoit, fill us in on on what is going on in Belgium. Well, as you said, there's been a hunger strike by about 450 uh, undocumented migrants since 23rd of May. So we're talking about 50 days now. So it's quite serious in terms of uh, risk that these people are ready to take. They have taken uh, occupation in a church and also in two uh, places in universities in Brussels uh, since uh, January. They want their paper, that is, they want to be able to live a normal life, as they they put themselves. If you are undocumented, people have to be aware that you have access to no rights or no resources that uh, citizens of the country you live in uh can enjoy for example uh the hunger strikers have disclosed the kind of job they are they have been doing and the kind of wages they have been uh doing receiving uh a lot of the women uh, some papier for example who are doing cleaning who are doing caregiving work who are doing waitressing they receive as little as four dollars an hour while the uh, minimum wage in Belgium is about $11. So if you are undocumented, you cannot have access to all these protections that are available to others, including if you if you are raped, you can't really go to the police because you are always under threat of deportation. So you can't use these services. That's why since the 23rd of May, they've taken this unprecedented collective action to be on hunger strike until the government uh, gives them their paper or what they call regularization. And sadly, the government hasn't budged despite the enormous support that the uh, Papier have received. Both in Belgium, there's been hundreds of organizations supporting them. There's been open letters signed by hundreds of academic and intellectual We've seen now uh, support action in outside Belgium, in France, in Germany, uh, in here in, in, in the UK where I'm, I'm based. Uh, people have been calling to uh, contact the Belgian embassy to press them. Because I have to tell you, Margaret, these people, these sans-papiers, are ready to go uh, all the way. They've, many of them have said, we have no choice anymore. We we rather die than live like we have been living for many years. A lot of them have been in Belgium for 10, 15 years in that kind of conditions. So this is quite a battle. Uh, 
it's becoming more international. I think the Washington Post and other outlets, I saw some of the press in the UK, uh, mainstream press, that is, is started to talk about that. And we can see that the some people in Belgium are really struggling to all the migrants at the moment in putting their demand. And we've seen particularly with the pandemic, a lot of migrants coming together, whether they were they're refugees or whether they're what is called economic migrant or whether they're students or even uh, people who have been legally living in the country and who have lost their visa or who have finished their, their time uh, becoming then illegal as far as the government is concerned. So we've seen this coming together of these various strands of, of migrants demanding one thing, to have their paper, to have their status, to have uh, a regularization that would give them uh, the same right and the same access to the same resources as everybody else. Yeah, and, and Benoit, uh, tell us a, a, a bit about where these migrants hail from, all right? And because, you know, we have some of the press articles about uh, so many migrants dying in, you know, the Mediterranean, other places mm -hmm. trying to flee uh, the continent mm -hmm. of Africa, West Africa, North Africa, to try to get into uh, Europe where they are not mm -hmm. welcomed. So tell us mm -hmm. a bit about uh, where these migrants hail from. And I, I and you're right, I read an article that uh, some of the migrants are sewing their mouths shut so that they couldn't That's be right. Force-fed as a way of ending this hunger strike. So this is this is very serious here. People really putting their lives on on the line, protesting what back in the day people would call fortress Europe, meaning Europe um, being very unwelcoming uh, to uh, migrants coming coming uh, from the global south and, and Belgium was a huge colonial power. Look at what Belgium did in the mm -hmm. Congo, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, so just exactly. your final thoughts, Benoit. Well, they, uh, most of the, as you said, most of them, all of them really come from the global south, from Afghanistan, Pakistan, India, but also a lot from Africa, Algeria, Egypt, Tunisia, Morocco, Nigeria, and Ghana. So really people have like it's been the whole history of migration, people are going where the wealth that they have produced has been uh, stored, if you like, going back to the country of the north to find a better life for themselves and their children. And so they have done that, and they have trying now to make uh, their situation uh, regularized, because otherwise, you know, they, they are both at risk of being sent back to the misery in their country or continue uh, to live in very, very precarious and destitute situations. And I want to say one final thing, maybe we, uh, that is payday, and also the women of color in the global women's strike, we have made a call for people wherever we are uh, in the world to contact the Belgium embassy to put pressure on them because there's a lot of pressure going on inside Belgium, but that's quite important and very important because Belgium, you know, these governments, they are worried about one thing, is their international reputation. And we want to tell uh, the, all the embassies that we are watching, whether we are in the United States, whether we are in the UK, in France, anywhere in the world. So we invite people to follow this call 
uh, you will have the information on our website at refusingtokill.net. And it's quite a simple thing to do, but it's quite an important one to do. So if you're part of an organization or even if you're an individual, contact the ambassador and the, um, you know, the representative of the Belgium government in your country. And I have to say one thing also. When we support migrants, we're not just doing them a favor. We're doing a favor to us all, to ourselves, because the reason... Uh, employer, for example, are able to keep the, the wages low is because they know very well that they have migrants who are ready, as I said, to work for $4 an hour. So if you eliminate that, you also improve your situation, you know, whether you have paper or, or no paper. So it's really an invitation for everybody uh, to, uh, to support them and to support themselves in doing so. And I, I want to mention one last right. thing. Okay. That, 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 move, that movement is continuing. And I know in Canada there's been a lot of action taking place, will take place next week about uh, the, the same situation of the sans papier. Right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Benoit Martin. We are out of time. Could you just give us that website one more time, the payday website? Refusingtokill.net. Refusingtokill.net. Net and all righty, uh, the, uh, the information. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so very much.